right. All right. All right. And three, two, one. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, everybody, to the Intrinsic Podcast. Yes. And we're happy to be back here with you guys. Our goal, really, if you read the description, is just to positively influence those of you out there who need it and also grow ourselves as people. So it's a bit of a journey for you guys and a journey for us. Run and we're it hoping together. that right and we're hoping at the end of the the end of the road if there is an end of the road we're all just a little bit better. Our name is the Intrinsic Podcast, uh, Intrinsic spelled with a y as uh, Omar pointed out. And you want to talk a little bit about why we chose that name? Yeah. So when we uh when we were thinking of starting a podcast, we were bouncing through different names and uh you know, I remember telling you like I want something that kind of stands out, something that pops, but I don't want to have it be too complicated. And we we're trying to think of something that would flow, something that sounded nice, and I think you're the one that brought up the word. Yeah. You're like, "Well, we're, it's a pretty cool word." Yeah, we're like thinking of a cool word, like, "Oh, it's a nice word and then we look at the definition which is to be in its nature you know to be essential and i was like i like that i like that and then me being who i am i was like we gotta add something else to it though we gotta make it a little bit different and then that's when we put the why we took out the i we put in the why yep. and the reason for that is because you gotta ask yourself you know what's going on where am I going? Who am I? You got to ask yourself those questions. Always question yourself, question everything around you. And that's the purpose of the why. I particularly like this word because as Omar said, it's something that describes something that's natural, something that's innate. And to me, this podcast, right? It's a communication between two people and also between those of you out there. So human communication is an innate thing in who we are. I think society and and who we are as people is built upon and completely relying upon human connection human com- conversation communication so the intrinsic of it really comes from this podcast is intrinsic to human nature it is intrinsic it it, it does it's just built into us to have these sort of conversations sure the medium of podcast is something that has recently developed right in the 21st century but People have been talking since the Stone Age. It's it's how we communicate. It's how we learn about each other. It's how we learn about our environments. It's what we do. It's what we do. And so that that's really the thought that went into choosing intrinsic. And like Omar said, the, the why in there is to change it up a little bit. And also the why makes the try an intrinsic, which Omar is a, a really big fan of. You want to talk, talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I think that's another another big message we're trying to to promote through the podcast is no matter what you do where you are who you are whatever you're doing it's important to always try you can give it your all and fail but in the end the important thing is that you gave it your all that you tried that you went out of your comfort zone and you tried to actually do something for yourself to improve to progress or perhaps to help somebody else but mm-hmm. the main focus is to try. Yeah. And to take that first step. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. To take that first step and, you know, take that leap of faith and and keep on keep on keeping on. Learning to 
mesh with different people i think i experienced in high school mm. because my friends group my friends who were actually friends like hey let's go do this let's go have fun they were always primarily hispanic some white friends as well like that would actually hang out at lunch that i would talk about things all that sort of stuff but then i had my other group of friends who were from the honors classes and ap classes yeah. and those were primarily caucasian people caucasian kids yeah and also very motivated so i definitely at that point learned the value of being in different groups because from you guys i, I understood you know you were kind of in my you know super chill like hangout friends and from from that group i kind of took being cool like r relaxing having fun but then from the other one i definitely was a lot motivated and pushed by the fact that if you want to motivate me the thing that motivates me at any point is seeing someone that's working harder than me yeah yeah that shit really can really ignite <laughs> at the fire. end of the day if i see someone and that's that's what exactly what was going on in high school when i first started i didn't really know how much work it would take people were working harder than me and so thus i had to elevate myself to be at the same level as those people very very competitive yeah yeah you definitely have that very competitive nature and that, i mean yeah with that because that's when i uh, met you and i remember out of our whole group of friends you were like the only one that i recognized at least at the time that was actually working really hard at the same time as fucking around and little by little it was less fucking around and literally just hitting the books being in the library taking like really really like serious time to dedicating to class yeah and from my background i'm like the least competitive person i'm super laid back i could care less if somebody's doing better than me mm -hmm. it, it never really fazed me but then you came along and it was like oh huh this is weird like why why does this guy like try so hard like what's up with this guy you know yeah <laughs> and little by little as i met you i was like whoa like this is actually kind of impressive like this dude's going ham you mm -hmm. know He's getting shit done. And in return, you inspired me to continue to strive to be better, to continue to progress. And I took some uh, AP courses, honors courses. and hmm. Who introduced that, that idea? What's that? Who introduced that idea to you? That was you. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was, was me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, was it? Actually, no, <laughs> oh, I think was it was somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, and you know, that's kind of... I bugged you for like two years. Oh, you, God, you really did. And uh, at the time, I probably was like super over it. And I was like, why does this guy even care? And yeah. That consistency is, is what got to me. I was like, wow, this guy's so consistent. Like he will not give it up. And then I did it. And I was like, well, he wasn't wrong. And it was for the first time in my life that I had experienced somebody really trying to motivate me and push me. Nothing against my family or anybody else but i had never really tried that hard in my life yeah because i had no purpose to there was no reason for me mm -hmm. at least i didn't identify at that time and then here comes along juan he's like no try harder no let's get this shit let's <laughs> do it and it felt great i felt really great about myself because i now had accomplished something i now felt like i won something i felt like a winner i didn't feel like a loser i didn't feel like a nobody I felt like I was actually doing something like I was changing myself. I was yeah. doing something for the better. And and I definitely saw that in you. I yeah. think I definitely bugged you about getting into honors classes for yeah. <laughs> for a while. And I'm remembering how much I really did uh, now. Um, yeah. But for some reason, I really always enjoyed working hard with other people. Like, mm -hmm. 
and also like i said i was the only person of color in there right. so in part maybe it was a little selfishness in part i was like okay let me get a friend in here let me get <laughs> yeah. someone i'm a little a little lonely yeah here. <laughs> i'm a little outnumbered here let me get a friend who i know who i trust who you know if I don't want to do homework one day. Hey, dude, you got the homework? I got the homework. You know that? Yeah, that, we did not cheat, though. Yeah, we did, we not, did not. Yeah, that co- that camaraderie, though, is is amazing. And as cool as the the kids that were in those honors and AP classes were, they were pretty consumed with the competitive side. Like, I've always been competitive, but that was different because you couldn't really ask for help because that would be admitting weakness. Right. And right. That, that was just unacceptable. It just meant like now you were at the bottom tier of the class. Exactly. And so to me, it was like, okay, I need an ally. I need someone who's in this with me. I need someone who knows what I'm going through in this class. You know, while everybody else is just hanging out and lunch and um, break and just having fun. Like I have to be in the library some of these days to actually stay in line. So, yeah, it was a little bit of everything. It was a little bit of, you know, needing someone else to be there with me and also a little bit of like, hey, like come up and do this with me and grow grow with me because I definitely have always been competitive, but that was kind of the peak of my competitiveness, competitiveness of let me bring someone else with me and succeed with him as well. Yeah, yeah, which is not easy to do. Yeah, People are really selfish. Mm-hmm. I think human beings in general, we're all very selfish. We don't like to see somebody else win. We hate to see the next guy doing better than us. Yeah. It's something that like attacks our ego, right? But to be able to step away from your ego, take a step back from it and really say, you know what? I want this person to win with me. I want this person to do just as good as I am, if not better. You know, that that's yeah. that's that's really nice. It's it speaks a lot to to who you are as a person. And, and yeah, people like there's not many people like that, man. And uh, yeah, and I don't understand why that is. I, I, I generally don't understand why more people don't think the way I think in that sense because mm. here's my thing. Let's say you have five friends and you're the most successful friend and all your other friends are, let's say, just, I don't know, bankers. They work at a minimum wage job, something like that. Sure. And you become right a millionaire. Let's say you become Elon Musk. Like, if these are genuinely your friends and now you're this big successful person then i think that's where you get into the how people say uh you know it's lonely at the top it's a lonely road to success yeah i think that's how you get there because you're focusing so much on your growth and that's fine focus on yourself grow as a person but do it with the intention of helping someone else grow yeah because then all of a sudden the top isn't lonely at all yeah all of a sudden you're surrounded by all five of your friends from childhood or from whatever point from work from school and there's so much more growth when you're actually with someone else and we, we've spoken about this in extent because right like if you learn something that i don't know then i trust you if it's relevant to my life to tell me about it sure and then i'm going to use that as a scaffold and, and build up and, and see what i can do with it and little by little you build me up i build you up and it's a lot more efficient. It's a lot more efficient to have two people building than it is to have one. Yeah. I think um, for me, it's really important for people to understand how to identify uh, what a real friend is or somebody who has 
the best interest it's in their best interest for you to do well it's you a know, dog what's that it's a dog oh that's oh. always the best friend man's best friend <laughs> <laughs> i was like what are you talking about who doesn't like dogs like, you call me a dog, they are dog. the best friend yeah they will I mean, always just be like there. A snoop dog just what chill as snoop dog Chill as fuck. No, not Snoop Dogg. No, not Snoop Dogg. No. Oh, okay. All right, moving on. <laughs> that <laughs> man is old. Dude, he is old. I don't know how he's still, I don't know. I get weirded he's out got when, ganas and shit. when rappers are still <laughs> rapping into like. Hey, but that's that's important though. He's still relevant he out here. He is still relevant, but. He still collaborates with a lot of new artists. Yeah, he's day. old. I'm uninterested. Back to the point. Yeah, keep going. So how do you identify a good friend? He has a tail. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's dogs i'm telling you it's dogs yeah okay <laughs> Keep going. it's it's somebody that wants to see you win you know i always tell people this yeah i want to win so bad i want to do so well in life but i want to i want to see my friends win too i want to see everybody win i want everybody to do well i would never wish anything bad on anyone no matter what harm they've done to me i could I would never care for something bad to, to happen to them. I want the whole world to do well, but more importantly, my friends. I want to see my circle win. And if I get there first or if I'm a step or two ahead, I want to bring them up with me. I want to make sure we're there together because it's in all of our best interest for us to do well, both mentally, physically, business-wise, financially. And nowadays when I'm I'm so focused on that concept and I see people that aren't right there, I'm like, whoa, what are, what are you doing here? What's up with you? Yeah. They stick out like a sore thumb to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I consider myself fairly polite, pretty pretty laid back. So I would never call somebody out on that. Like, oh, why aren't you a good enough a friend to me or whatever? But yeah. I just take a step back, like you said. Just yeah. slowly, quietly, take a step back, distance yourself, and yeah, you'll see what happens. See how, like in the first episode, see how your vibe changes. Yeah. Because a lot of people, when you're around them, they kind of just drag you down. It's like a weight on your shoulders. It really does. It just feels like, why? I could just be thinking about other things, doing different things. And here I am talking to you about this thing and that thing. And and friends that complain a lot, but don't ever ask you how you're doing. Like, come on. Like, (laughs) it's a mutual thing. It's like a one-way therapy session. Exactly. But as soon as like they're finished, like, all right, man. Well, yeah, I gotta go, man. I got shit to do. <laughs> yeah, like, good, real poor shit. Hey, like, good hey, talking with you. Good talking with you. Yeah. Me. Hey, thanks for listening, bud. Like, peace <laughs> out. Like, oh yeah, I will, Simon. Thanks. Yeah, that's that's the worst. But like I said, I'm glad this friendship has uh, definitely withstood time, and that we've grown through together. Yeah. And for those of you out there, I would say, like I said in the first episode, start journaling. The, the way I got through and I I had a lot of insecurities, a lot of doubts and thoughts, negative thoughts in my mind from childhood. It wasn't a very happy childhood per se. It wasn't the worst, of course. There were a lot of a lot of things that went on in childhood that I had to deal with and I dealt with them by trying different things, by journaling. And I encourage you guys to also journal about it just write it down what 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 happened in your childhood and i guarantee you the more you write the more you're going to understand yourself and you can quote that you can put that on a shirt if you want oh the more, the more you write the Merge more coming you are soon. <laughs> the more you're going to understand yourself because really you're going to start looking at patterns you're going to start seeing okay my dad did this when i was this years old when i was this old and now i'm this person and you see oh okay 
that makes sense I, this part of who i am came from that this insecurity this doubt maybe it's a good thing yeah yeah it's also in a sense like you're keeping yourself accountable to your emotions yeah right? yeah and y- you definitely need to stay in control of your those emotions yeah because that's when you right you're you, then that's when you turn into that person that honks at everyone on the freeway and calls them an asshole yeah flips everybody else <laughs> off you know tell them to go fucking have a great day exactly. but they still had the fucking great day that's someone who's just hasn't dealt hasn't dealt with their inner their demons yeah their inner demons and most of those inner demons as i've said come yeah. from your childhood <laughs> out of high school i'm glad despite our childhood the good stuff and the bad stuff like yeah this friendship has endured like i said in the last podcast i think it's about like nine years and a half so right it's, it's right. quite a while you know since since the days i was pushing you to <laughs> take honors classes <laughs> yeah <laughs> to to doing to doing a podcast now and um you know going through school myself through through college and you uh, building your own little business mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of growth that really comes from from that and at the end of the day i do want to add this as like as a little disclaimer right like our friendship has worked because we have both mutually decided that we want to be friends right and that we want to continue growing together yeah but just for those of you out there because i know there's a lot of people out there who give a lot to their friends and their friends don't give them shit back yeah and if you're in that position you just have to value yourself over over everything else because you have to be healthy you have to focus on yourself in order to help others but if others aren't ever making that effort then again that's it, it's a mutual thing you yeah. can't you can't keep going down that road if you're carrying someone behind you yeah if if someone's pulling you back to the person that you were always asking why why are you waking up so early why are you working out again why do why do you want to try this new thing why do you want to do a podcast questioning all these things you do is bringing you down exactly questioning all these things you do and like you said just bringing you down so if you're in that position definitely evaluate the people who are in your life and it's not just friends it could be your family it could be your significant other right if someone is pulling you down if someone is dragging you down you need to evaluate that and you need to in my opinion talk to them about that if they don't realize or see it the same way. Or see it the same way, then unfortunately, that's a relationship that has to end. Yeah. With your friends, with your family, and it doesn't mean specifically for family. I know that's a more of a tough one because family is your family, but definitely distance yourself from people who don't want you to grow and who aren't as happy and passionate about what you're doing as you are for them. Yeah. I mean, time is an investment. You can't be investing it into something that is it going to return that investment? That's mm-hmm. just bad business. Right? It's the, uh, yeah, it's it's the most important resource that we have. Time. Yeah. That's all we got in this life. It's because of its limited nature. Honestly, everything else is superficial when you compare to time. Of course. That ain't shit. And, yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah. We're all about uplifting each other, growing, and, and kicking ass at life. And we've both talked about this in the past, that... We, we strive to be better than we are today, tomorrow. We always want to grow. Yeah. But through our upbringing, through our childhood, we've noticed those certain people that were maybe bad influences or weren't quite in the correct mind space. And 
everybody has them in their life. You see them, you notice them. At first you try to ignore it, but little by little it starts kind of eating away at you. Mm-hmm. It's like a leech. It's just sucking at you. It's just sucking you dry. You get left with nothing. <laughs> They'll take away. <laughs> keep going. You know. Keep going. Keep going. Mm-hmm. They're just like a leech. Yes. Just taking everything out of you and you'll be left with nothing. They'll take everything little by little. Yeah. I had a, somebody I was somewhat close to in, in high school that was like that. And I saw their worth for what they stood for and who they were at the time. So, hey, let's go get a bite to eat. Yeah, man, don't worry, I got you. Hey, man, I need a ride. Hey, man, don't worry, I got you. Hey, let's go do this. Let's go do that. Yeah, let's do it. And at the time, I was young. I was naive. Money wasn't that important to me at the time. But little by little, I just started realizing, like, damn, it basically seems like I got a girlfriend or something. I mean, I'm basically paying for two <laughs> everywhere I go. Yeah. And I would notice that the days when I didn't have money, how much the friendship would change. I was like, mm. whoa, that's really weird. Yep. This is really weird. I would think about it to myself. I'd reflect about it. I'd tell other friends about it. Other friends started agreeing. I'm just like, all right, well, I got all the answers in front of me. Like, what am I doing here? Like, I'd, I'd be ignorant to continue down this path. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and little by little, I just kind of disconnected from that person and, and I don't regret it. I think it was one of the best choices I made. No. And it was hard. It was difficult. It didn't come easy, but it's part of being an adult. It's part about growing up. It's about, it's part of handling your life. Or if they want to be, you know, more reserved, follow what their own guidelines are, whatever but it would it would no longer be for money in this case when you say it would no longer be for money they would still be getting like paid for the job though right just not like donations yeah but right? because at the end of the day they're still i mean doing a job yeah a job's a job right. i'm not saying that they should be you know it should be free labor or anything yeah. like that but either not being allowed to accept uh donations or accepting these donations but only being able to spend the donation on something that doesn't necessarily have to do with their own pleasure right yeah like for example let's say what's what's that one sugar company like the nestle Sure, I mean, I was thinking of another one, but that one works. <laughs> I don't know I don't know if they, if they make sugar. I just know they make cookies, though, <laughs> and sugary stuff. Uh, cookies do sound good right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Chocolate chip cookies would be great stay on topic, right stay on topic. <laughs> Fuck. But, okay. No, you know what? Let's, let's say McDonald's. Okay. Right. Let's say yeah, McDonald's. They do use a lot of sugar. Uh, they, they do. <laughs> See, that's why I thought of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's say McDonald's wants to donate money to a fictitious politician named uh tunnel drump okay. <laughs> i was gonna say bobby sanders <laughs> tunnel drump tunnel drump okay um sounds like a dick they <laughs> they yes. give him a check for a hundred million dollars and what they say is yes we want you to lower our taxes we want you to allow us to expand more easily right open more branches across the u.s etc cetera, etc cetera, right yeah now he could accept this donation this friendly donation right but he would only be allowed to reroute that that donation to a charity right a notable charity or something 
for the improvement of the general country, right? So if this McDonald's wants to open up more branches throughout the U.S., but that means tearing down forests, yeah. but then that donation would go to, like, say, like a charity that's meant to, like, help national parks, mm. it'd be a conflict of interest. Right. And it would never happen. It would never, you know, you would never follow through with something like that. Yeah. So I don't know, like it's, 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 it's a very early thought that I had back in the day, but something like that, that basically provides more checks and balances, right? Okay. Where mo- money isn't the specific motive for something to be passed. Right. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Or do you have a better idea? I mean, that would be amazing. I think, I don't know if I have a better idea, but or something to add to that. I think yeah, I think these are great ideas. It's just like many people, I think I've been also guilty of just accepting the status quo and right. saying, you know, what this is just politics, especially don't get me wrong, I, I I thrive on trying to change things and improve things and saying fuck that, I don't care if it's like this, I want it to be different. Yeah. But politician politics especially has been something that in my mind I'm like I it seems like an immovable object. Like, How can I change this? How can your voice alone impact such a huge thing? Exactly. And the only solution I've gotten so far is I should run for president. Mm. Because. I'd vote for you. Thank you very much. Because how can you, in my, in my, in my view, how can you change something from the outside? You know, it's hard because unless you come up with a system like what you just said, or like that company I was talking about, Govern, that rewrites the whole system in general, right? At the end of the day, that's still an optional thing, right? And that company specifically, mm-hmm. they thrive on politicians actually being part of that system, constituents being part of that system, and I imagine their overall goal is eventually enough politicians will be on there that it will pressure every other politician and constituents to be on there and essentially give birth to a new age of politics i do like that i definitely think that could be a step forward yeah because I, I mean i mean i agree like how am i one single person supposed to impact such a huge thing yeah like, to, yeah but to add to that i think you can like i think those systems would be great but i also think the easiest way to change anything is to change yourself and to include yourself in the equation. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, right, politicians will always say, oh, you know, I did this with, you know, thinking about my constituents, about the people I represent. But at the end of the day, they don't know me. I mean, they don't know who I am. They don't know who you are. They don't know who our parents or our siblings are. They ain't shit. <laughs> so how how actually how how much do they actually represent us of course it's an impossible job to represent everyone it's just impossible but i think if we really want to change this we have to do it from inside because i would imagine right just as an example someone like barack obama who was president right now is like oh yeah he had a big impact but i would imagine when he was five six seven growing up he had a similar sense. I feel like everyone goes through that little bit of cynicism or cynical period where you're just like, I, nothing is ever going to get changed. But mm-hmm. if you put your mind to something like he did, I mean, 
had arguably one of the most impactful terms in the position of a president, then, you know, it's a, it's a give or take. Like, I think you can. I think you can change it yourself as one person. But the key thing here is to get other people behind you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know, I know where you're coming from. I think for me personally, I'm also not very big on politics. Right? Yeah. I don't really like to associate myself with uh, direct uh, political groups. I don't really like to openly speak about it. And for the most part, I kind of just stay away from it altogether. So who'd you vote for? So I actually voted for... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Now, but the number one thing that's always frustra- frustrated me about it is when people speak with such ignorance on politics and then you ask them, oh, so you voted, right? Like, oh, well, no, like, see, I, I didn't. Well, it's oh, like, my It's goodness. like, wait, what's... What, what what are you talking about? Because recently we saw a huge outburst, you know, from both sides, right? Democrats and Republicans speaking negative negatively about each other. But how many of them actually voted? I'd like to know that. Yeah. Right. Because it's really easy to talk bad about somebody or a certain group. But if you actually go out of your way, you do some research on these bills on these politicians, what they stand for, how much, how much more can you argue after that? Right. Once you do your research, you do your due diligence, you vote, it's done. It's over. There's nothing else to talk about. There's nothing else to complain about, but these people just yell and argue and start protesting. Next thing it's a riot. There's, you know, damages to properties, there's damages to people's livelihoods. Over what? You know? We're all we're all in this together. We're yeah. all people. We all got jobs to work at. We all got lives to live. And yet we're gonna let something separate us? I mean, this is something that's meant to bring us together to help improve our lives. And yet we're out here doing the complete opposite, letting it destroy our lives separate us further marginalize us i mean what is this you know it's ridiculous yeah yeah i I would just respond to that by saying that's a super complicated thing to think about because everybody thinks differently right you 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 believe that but then someone somewhere else can easily think the opposite oh yeah sure and and then they'd probably call me an idiot too yeah I think just to touch upon that, if you didn't vote, then you have no place to complain. That's just my main thing. Like when you're watching sports and you're complaining about your team sucking, you don't play in it. You don't actually contribute to the performance. So shut up (laughs) (laughs) In, in a blunt, in a blunt way to say, and of course everyone you know, complains about sports for fun. That's that's fine. But, I mean, there's people who are genuinely mad at other players and more specifically now with politics that are mad at politicians and for what they did. And everyone should always keep up with what their representatives and their senators do. But if you didn't vote, then what are you complaining about? I mean, you 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 literally didn't speak up when you needed to, but now you're complaining it's that's, weird. That's going to get you absolutely nowhere. And, and and here's the thing. 
there's a difference between complaining and sharing your opinion, right? Yeah. We all have the right to speak. We all have the right to share opinions, our thoughts, our beliefs. Of course. But yeah, complaining is a different thing because that's when you're trying to portray your point of view as the right point of view and somebody else's as being wrong. And like yeah. I said, you have no right doing that, putting somebody down for what they believe in, where they come from, whatever it may be. They're, they're, you have no right in that, especially yeah. if you didn't take the opportunity that was given to you. Right. Yeah, that's a fair point. Makes no sense. It makes no sense. It makes no sense, and it's frustrating. And yeah, <laughs> for that sake, I think that's enough politics for today. Because <laughs> for today, for next year, the following years, and uh, probably yeah. the rest of my life. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> we'll, we'll be talking about the president in about twenty years. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stay tuned, guys. <laughs> and I mean, like I said, this is honestly why I tend to stay away from this topic because it just brings up frustration. I think. You know? I th- yeah, I think that's what th- one of the things that differentiates me. And you. Like, it frustrates me, but it also frust like interests me. It interests me that it frustrates me. You like conflict. <laughs> I like complicated things. Yeah. And politics to me is such a complicated thing because you have the opinions, the beliefs, everything from millions and millions of people. Yeah. That are all trying to get together, right? Of course, except for the people that didn't vote. that are all trying to get together and solve an issue by passing a bill so it's just it's just such a complicated thing that and and so it just draws me in. it draws me in how these people these politicians try to do that and also as i've told you before it it interests me how politics a lot of the times corrupts people nah son you just want that beef you know what i'll be president one day maybe but i cut (laughs) <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe one day i'll come back here as a president of the united states if they let me hey man if if you run for president catch me with the with the shirt with your name on it vote for <laughs> blank i thought you were gonna say i'm gonna vote for the opponent <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah it's like a hella, i'm hella like at one of your rallies hella shaking your head like yeah yeah, yeah i'll yeah. be like little punt with donald trump like you know oh, like, i get brought up as a little pimp he doesn't even know me i'm like yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah vote yeah. for this guy <laughs> oh my god yeah okay we'll end the politics discussion on that yeah uh, happy note (laughs) exactly do you consider yourself an entrepreneur (laughs) that is uh, uh, go ahead and yeah and and do you consider yourself an entrepreneur i do indeed i'll 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 start by saying (laughs) when you said i have a business i thought about prestige worldwide from Step Brothers. (laughs) did you ever see that movie i did and i uh kind of wish i hadn't (laughs) (laughs) that movie's great don't don't shit on it it's it's sorry that was just funny when you said it. I have a business. I was gonna say prestige worldwide. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, but yeah, in all seriousness, um, yeah, I I would. Here's what I'll say. I consider myself uh, an entrepreneur in the making, is what I would say. Yeah, early stages. Early stages, because I think to like officially call yourself an entrepreneur, like in a similar sense to you. You would need to have an actual business that has some income coming coming in. Something where you have to, like you said, provide a service, whether it be uh, through labor or through some additional service that you created. That a you, product. Yeah, a product, something, something along the lines of that. So I wouldn't say I am an entrepreneur yet, but I think I'm on my way. And it's funny because... Uh, you are someone who has 
I think for quite a while, kind of known in the back of your mind that you wanted to do entrepreneurship. Oh, hell yeah. Because all the time that I've known you, you've always had a hard time following directions. (laughs) You've always had a hard time being in jobs and having to follow someone else's instructions again because like you said you've probably felt like you can do something better and i mean as you know we work together yeah i'm a hard worker yeah definitely but funny enough i when people if 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 the question is when did you realize you want to be entrepreneur yeah yeah (laughs) that was january (laughs) (laughs) this year year. so it's it's a funny thing because i think it's been kind of ingrained in you for quite a while but for me it wasn't i was always of the mind of i'm gonna do science then that developed into okay i'm gonna you know do programming then that developed into through an entrepreneurship class that i took on my last um my last semester of undergrad Mm -hmm. then now it's developed into okay yeah i'm definitely i definitely want to be entrepreneur and it's not even close to anything else because one sure you control your own time but also two for me i'm just interested in way too many things to get one job and be satisfied for more than a year and i know a lot of people search for that job that stability of i have my job i don't have to worry about anything else you know i got tenure if you're a professor yeah people always want that stability I don't care so much about the stability. What I care about is boredom. I just get bored way too quickly with things that are not interesting. Mm-hmm. And even with things that are interesting, eventually I will also get bored of that. Absolutely. So my passion to be an entrepreneur primarily comes from that. I just get way too bored too bored with things if I work on them for too long. Okay. And so what I'm doing right now, as I said, I'm an entrepreneur in the making, you can say, is slowly building up my skills in the fields that I want to start to do entrepreneurship in. So specifically, I guess, while yours is kind of more like service-based and labor, I kind of want to go more into like the tech startup and not really even a startup, I would say, because right now those are extremely I think they're a bit overrated. I think tech startups are a little bit overrated because at the end of the day, they go and they have to beg for VC funding Hmm. to capital for firms or whatever they're called to get funding. But a lot of them crash and burn because they build up their demo right away. They build up their MVP, their minimum viable product, just to present it to investors and get money thinking that money is going to solve whatever problems or whatever worries or doubts they had about a product. Mm-hmm. And that never happens. And so in that sense, although I want to start up a company based on technology, I don't want to do it in a conventional way mm-hmm. and build something and then say, and then say, here, here's what I did. Give me some money, please. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do that at all. I want to keep it primarily independent and build it up to a point where either I will delegate the tasks and either appoint a CEO and just be the owner mm-hmm. or sell it to a larger company and then start a new company, a new venture. Yeah. Because in that sense, every couple of years or every decade, whatever long it takes, I will be working on something new. Yeah. And in addition to that, as you know, running a company isn't a simple thing. It right. requires a lot of different things. 
mean, if you're a CEO, you, especially of a tech company, you need to understand the technology. Yeah. You need to understand what the users want. Mm-hmm. You need to understand how you're going to form that connection between the users, how it's going to, how your product is going to be experienced. You need to understand the financials, the marketing. So there's a multitude of different topics in entrepreneurship and in business that attract me because I think if I'm able to do what I'm wanting to, which I will, I will be entertaining. I will be doing a lot of different things towards a specific product or service or whatever I decide to do Yeah. in the future. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fascinating from what you've told me so far about what you're trying to do. I mean, you're really finding the formula, right? The, the formula that's going to work for you. Yeah. And it's cool being on the outside looking in and seeing the process and you explaining things to me that I know absolutely nothing about, but learning about it. Right. Right. Um, and I mean, yeah, if you find the formula, build it up, sell it, you know, cause you, you're the one with the formula, right. you know, you could sell it, move on and improve upon that formula, make something better. Right. It's all you, you know, when they buy whatever you've made, that product, that company, they're not buying you with it. Right. They're yeah. buying something that's already fabricated, something that's already been worked on, thought about, maybe use some improvement, maybe not, but it works. They'll buy it. You can move on and be like, hey, that's that's the first version. Now it's time for version 2.0, right? Make something better, bigger, with some improvements that you learned from, you know, the previous one and, and keep building. You know, that's that's totally fine. But yeah, I think for me, it's it's it just brings me a lot of happiness to hear us talking about these kinds of things and more so of us trying to build our own paths as compared to taking a handout or allowing somebody to basically hire us for our labor and us not getting anything out of it. Right? Yeah. And now this isn't to say that anybody who works at a part-time job or a full-time job for a minimum wage or whatever wage is in the wrong, you know, I think it's important to recognize that wherever you come from, wherever you're headed, it's, it's important to, to recognize that we're all in this together. We all find our callings at a different time in our life and it doesn't make you better or worse than someone. Yes, you are different, but you are no better and you are no worse. You just found your calling. Maybe you haven't, but again, this does not make you better. This does not make you worse. Yeah, absolutely. I have a a lot of friends who are perfectly fine with having a stable job. And I mean, at face value, that sounds like a good thing. I mean, even me who wants to be an entrepreneur, that sounds like a pretty good thing. You have a stable job, you have nothing to worry about. Yeah. We're just, I suppose, built a little bit differently because to me, that instability, that challenge, I kind of prefer that over being stable. But it's perfectly fine. A lot of my friends have uh, stable jobs and that's kind of what they want to do. They want to just climb up the ladder that way. That's perfectly fine. It's really just a matter of what drives you. What is your passion? And for entrepreneurs specifically, your job is to take that passion and monetize it in a sense. Yeah. Or take that passion and provide value to someone else. Absolutely. For example, 
two of my main passions are travel and human connections. And those are the primary reasons why I'm also interested in entrepreneurship. On the human connection level, I love to learn about technical things. I love to code. Sure, it's, it's interesting. But more so than anything, I love this right here. I love conversations with people and sharing the thoughts that I have and them explain to something something to me and me realizing, oh, you know what? I've never thought about it that way. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I love those sort of connections that you form through networking, through entrepreneurship. And specific to me, since I love travel, my startup and my idea for a company is all based on travel, essentially. So it's Don't just... Don't give away the secrets. <laughs> so it's just a matter, really, of finding your passion and then finding what you're good at. Yeah. And combining those two things. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I agree. Yeah. And I mean, think about, like, w one way to look at it is if you're a labor worker, what are you working for? Right. Yeah. You're working for a paycheck. Yeah. Whether it's weekly, biweekly, by the day, but you're working for a paycheck. What are your responsibilities? Only what you're hired for. And when you're off the clock, you're done. Right. Mm -hmm. When you become a manager of that business, you have a little bit more responsibility, a uh, slight increase or bump in your paycheck. Right. When you become an owner of a business. Right. More so responsibilities, more so of not even a paycheck. I mean, you're the owner. You're making the big bucks. Right. Yep. So that's kind of how it goes. That's how you break it down. Right. If you want to get more money, you want to have more income come your way right well you need to you need to increase the amount of responsibility you got to increase the amount of work you gotta you gotta get after it you gotta hustle a little bit more yeah and some people think that being an entrepreneur is you work less but you make more money and that's not the case at all yeah i mean how would that even make sense yeah most of the time you're you're working more and not just more, but you're working. It, it's it's a good thing and a bad thing because your schedule is flexible. But that means that sometimes, right, you'll be free entire days or maybe two to three hours every day you'll work. But then also that means sometimes you're not going to have a break for three months. Exactly. It's just it's just part of it because of the inconsistent and unstable nature of entrepreneurship in general. Yeah. But the thing that I love about it and I don't know if this was a quote, but I read it somewhere. It was entrepreneurship is the one field, the one career in which your profit, your income scales with your effort. Yeah. And so, right. That, that means if you're working at some restaurant right now and you work 10 times harder tomorrow, you will not get paid 10 times more. Right. Not really. If you work more. Theoretically, if your boss is chill, if your boss is cool, if your boss sees that, you will climb up the ladder. You will make more money. Absolutely. Yes. But in the example, like I said, if you work 10 times harder, no matter what position you're in, you're not going to be paid 10 times more. Yeah. And entrepreneurship is different in that sense, because if you work 10 times longer, 10 times more, you're going to be making in all likelihood five, 10, 10 times more. Yeah, because all that time that you're spending, that additional time and the additional effort, 
it's going to directly go into marketing into the algorithm behind your program into whatever service you're providing that will directly transfer to an increase in income yeah yeah absolutely i mean it's yeah i mean it's it's crazy i mean people have a lot of misconceptions when it comes to this but i mean i i would never i would never have any other way you know it yeah. is unstable at times but i love it i wouldn't want it any other way right because it's for me i've built this right i've had some help obviously i haven't done it alone but i will continue to work towards the goals that i've set myself for myself so i can reach new levels with it expand grow and it, it's it just really depends on the person like the example you're giving about the restaurant i mean sometimes your effort will be noticed and you'll get you know tipped out right yeah which was the one great thing about working at a restaurant at the time at least i thought you know sometimes i pop out a little titty in here and there you know <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately you're, you're you're talking about you know pennies really yeah. i mean the sad thing too is i after i stopped working at a restaurant i would go to other restaurants obviously as we all do to you know dine out have a good time and you see people that are literally living off their tips and i'm yeah. like oh god like i could never live like that like that's that's it's it's heartbreaking i mean you're you're living off of those tips you know that's your rent money that's completing the little wage gap that you have just to make sure that you get by that's i don't know that's terrible you know yeah yeah i agree i've as you said we've worked in the same restaurant so we have that experience um which is why i think both of us also feel so strongly about entrepreneurship because we share that experience so get after it get after it exactly tackle the beast you know if you want some more money put some more work down get started and also right if if it's a usually you won't really have i think a business just by yourself i think you can initially mm -hmm. but if you want to build into something bigger what's the other quote i feel like i'm speaking in quotes now what's the other quote if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely and, and that's like what i said you know i mean you, you can't do it alone you never yeah, will exactly people so. that think they're going to do it all on their own i mean they're they're naive they don't they don't realize that with all the hours in a day you can only do so much alone yeah but if there's 10 of you with that same mentality with their head in the right place oof, oof. man just imagine oof. going places with that that's good Making and what is happen. that and, and the, the key point there is like you get to that point to being in that room with 10 ambitious people all working towards the same goal yeah. by building bonds, by building trust and by networking, just by getting to know people and building that trust. Because uh, just that idea that you just said, having 10 people that I trust that are ambitious and that are highly skilled in whatever their field may be on the same company or just not even on the same company, but just as my friends, that sounds amazing to me. Yeah. Because at that point, there's really nothing you can't do. Having that team, having that trust, I think if you have that, your success and the success of your company is inevitable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with anything, things can go wrong. But if that circle you've built that business or company around, you know, or all people that you get along with really well are understanding, 
compassionate and you know have known you for several years i mean no matter what route the business takes if it goes super well or not so well the bond will always be there and there'll always be somebody to fall back on somebody's shoulder to lean on because you're not in it alone you have somebody else that's going through it with it just as the same as you if you take a loss they take a loss so it's in their best interest and your best interest for you to do well yeah because you all bring each other up if you do well yeah and i'll ask you this question because i've i've long contemplated the process of forming these bonds and forming this trust mm. not necessarily of course you can form this bonds and this trust with your family with your friends that's fine but think about it thinking about it purely entrepreneurship on the entrepreneurship sense how would you specifically and i'll give my input on this as well but how would you go about building these bonds building these trusts and meeting these people that you can later potentially become co-founders with how do you go about finding these people and how do you go about forming these bonds i don't think i would even bring up the the business or the company or the idea up at all okay. you know from the beginning i always seek friendship i always seek a bond a close connection with people i'm very social i love interacting with people but ultimately if that connection isn't there initially like i'm good you know i'll go about my way i'll be respectful i'm not going to ignore the person yeah but at this point in my life i've been in the highest highs the lowest lows i've been all over the place enough to the point where i'm not going to waste my time and i'm not going to waste somebody else's time now i understand that but not everybody else does right and of course i still have some things that i have to improve on myself but i'm yeah. working on it of course but if i meet somebody else that has a similar mentality and i see some flaws in them but i know that they're consciously working on those that's that's my guy right there because they have the ability to recognize a fault they have the ability to work on it and they have the ability to believe that they will improve on that right mm -hmm. those are really really important key factors right so if i see that without even bringing anything up about money business companies none of that if i just see that in the person I'm like okay this this is somebody this is a noteworthy person like yeah. that they're doing shit right they're doing shit for themselves and i know they have what it takes to do that for themselves so to do it for a business or for somebody else shouldn't be anything at all it'll be a breeze right yeah i like to say that on a personal level through the nine almost 10 years that i've known you i've never agreed more with you oh man you're gonna make me cry than in that moment right there where you just because right again this goes to the bonds and the trust and me knowing you and your growth and for you to be so spot on because that was my exact <laughs> answer yeah about how to go about building these bonds how to go about building the trust how to go about quote-unquote finding your entrepreneurship your your business co-founders that was absolutely spot on and i couldn't agree with you more literally because that's literally what i would have said exactly yeah hell yeah give so, me some nuts on that one yeah some nuts on that some one nuts. but I, I will add by saying yeah i 100 percent agree with that i don't think you go out step out your door 
in the morning and think, you know what, today I'm going to find a business co-founder. I think that's the wrong way of looking at it. Not only because, not only is it wrong in the people that you will find, because if you go out there putting those vibes out, I'm going to find a co-founder, then you're already going to be looking for someone who thinks very highly of themselves and who's expecting some sort of right away initial pay Mm -hmm. without actually putting in necessarily the work. But like you said, if you just go out and you meet people and you really just harvest and uh, harvest those connections that are particularly helpful to you and focus on people that are just hungry, honestly, just hungry for more, then I think that's a much better way of doing it. A lot of people say never, you know, go into business with friends. I partially disagree with that. I've heard that so many times too. Yeah, because that is under the assumption that you will treat each other as just friends in business. Mm -hmm. But if you're both in the right frame of reference, if you're both in the right mindset, then you will be able to separate your friendship from business. Right. And if you can do that, not only will your friendship strengthen and and your friendship will probably last longer and be unaffected by the business side. But yeah, but in that sense, you're also not going to have the specific emotions and, and things associated with a friendship when you enter the business, when you enter into business. And furthermore, like you said, the most important thing is really who do you trust? Who can you work with? That's it. Because if tomorrow, right, say I meet Elon Musk and I tell him about my idea and he says, great, let's work together. Let me be your co-founder. And I work with him for a month and he sucks. <laughs> like <laughs> I just can't. Yeah, Elon Musk, he sucks. No offense to Elon Musk, but if then I work with him, this is of course theoretical, and we just can't work together. He's maybe just too analytical. Maybe I'm too analytical. Maybe he's too, you know, focus on the marketing or whatever it is if we can't work together it doesn't matter how talented the person you find is if you can't work together that's worthless it's, yeah. it's worthless and i mean and another point i mean that, that now that you brought up that you know like don't go into business with friends right well whoever says that i'd like to ask them what kind of friends they have right yeah, because exactly. my assumption is where i'm coming from when i'm talking about this right if i bring a friend into something like i mean we're vibing we've been vibing we understand each other i know their likes or dislikes i know them inside and out mostly right and i would never do anything to cause them discomfort as at the same time i would always want to build them up the same way i want to build myself up right i would only want the best for them right yeah and with that mindset with being with that being said when you transfer that into a business like that's the perfect formula mm-hmm so it's like, why wouldn't you want a friend? But if your friend is somebody that maybe is a little shady, maybe they joke around a little bit too much about personal topics, all of a sudden yeah. bringing up just like random scenarios that like happened years ago, you're like, uh, what, what's going on here? Like, well, yeah, obviously don't bring that friend into a business, but that's with that being said, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. I think we should add the disclaimer of, I would start a business with a friend, but make sure just that you know that friend. Make right. sure that you know that. Make sure that you don't just meet them like six months ago and now like, oh, let's start a company up. I would say personally, know them for at least like two to three years, or shorter. It can be like a year, but as long as that year has been 
particularly dynamic for both of you. Sure. And what do I mean by this? A lot has happened in both of your lives. Because in order to go into business with someone, like Omar said, you need to understand who they are and how they will react in certain scenarios. Yeah. And time will do that. Or a really dynamic year, actually kind of like 2020, will tell you how they will react when they're stressed. Oh, yeah. Everybody exposes anxious, themselves so easily. When they're anxious, when they're stressed, when things aren't going their way. And then also, on the other side, how do they react when they're super successful? How do they react when they've you know gotten funding from a VC? Do they then act like they don't know you? Right. So it's all these different things that you have to first understand about your friend, their weaknesses, their strengths, but also on a personal level, how will they react in this scenario? And how will I be there to help them out? And to then, of course, keep the company going and keep the gears turning. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, as with anybody that goes into a business, it's, I mean, everybody's well aware. I mean, you keep your business apart from your personal life, you know, whether that's a romantic relationship, a friendship, family relationship, et cetera, et cetera, right? Because um, at the end of the day, business is just business, right? Yep. And that's what happened to me a few times uh, dealing with clients that I no longer wanted to work for, whether it was either a disagreement or maybe a little bit of uh, hostility on their side. You know, I was like, I'm going to... I mean, I reserve the right to work for who I want to work for to bring the business to who I want to bring it to. And I'm like, I'm done here. I'm going to take a step back. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't need this. Right. And it was in that exact moment when I felt so empowered, right. Where all these years of working at from job to job to job, whether it was a big chain or smaller, uh, business, whatever, but all these years I would have to work either for someone or provide someone a service that I didn't want to. And most of these jobs, I was treated fairly poorly. Yeah. Not all of them. There were some great ones out there, but a lot of these I was treated poorly at, and I could do nothing about it. But now being empowered and reserving the right to say, hey, you know what? It stops right here. I'm no longer working here. I'm no longer doing business with you. I'm done. And being able to take that step back, that meant so much to me. Yeah. It's it's such a powerful thing. And that the same way how I've done it to people with clients, you know, it's happened to me as well. Yeah. Right? There's good business uh practices, sometimes there's some bad business practices and I've learned that the hard way. There were things that were done that weren't done the best and I had to pay the price, right? I was able to solve it with the client, but from that point on, you know, I was no longer working with that client. And the first time that it happened to me, it was like heartbreaking. I was like, oh man, I just, I fucked up. Like I'm, I'm a complete like idiot. Like I'll never bounce back from this. But I learned so much from that. More so than I would have learned from 10, 20 clients doing the right thing. It was that one time that I made a mistake that I learned so much to the point where I said, I can never, ever do this ever again. Yeah. Right. Um, and I basically built myself around that. I was like, this is what I'm not supposed to do. Now I know what I should do and moving forward, never did it again. But again, it's just business. But the one issue I did make that time is that I took it personally. I was very frustrated. I was almost like 
emotionally disabled. I didn't know how to react. I couldn't control myself. And I ultimately lost control. I was just, it was a one-time thing, but it completely ruined my week. It ruined almost the whole month. Yeah. And that's where I had to learn to kind of take a step back from it, right? Because although it is something that you're doing, you're running a business, you're being an entrepreneur, you have to be able to take a step back. You have to be able to either forgive the client or forgive yourself, make amends and move on. Because just the same way a client came in and left, two more can come in tomorrow. And you have to be ready to accommodate to them and continue to build. Yeah, definitely. I think definitely you, you always really learn more from failure than you do from success. 100%. I think. And in a similar sense, like you said, you have to really keep it separate and not take it personal. Like keep your business separate from your personal life. In a similar sense, we've had similar conversations about either future endeavors or current endeavors where we have to objectively keep our friendship outside of it and think, okay, listen, this is what we have to do for this business. This is what we have to do, I guess, for the podcast. This is what we have to do for this and that. Mm -hmm. And keep that separate and not take that personal and realize that if you're both clear-headed, if you're both cool about things and just directly communicate concerns, frustrations, you know, things that you think you're doing good, things you think you're doing wrong, it will ultimately not only strengthen, I think, your friendship, but also set clear boundaries in between your personal and business life that will, in the future, yield better results. Yeah. Because then, if you're having a discussion, a heated discussion about business, and you both leave the room, then you know, even though you're not talking in that moment, that was business. Yeah. That has nothing to do with who he thinks I am as a person. That has nothing to do to from to who he thinks I am as a friend. It's not personal. Yeah. We just had a disagreement about business. We're going to talk about it in the future and move forward from that point. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's just how it goes. And the thing is, when you're a sole business owner, you worry most of all your clients who you're providing the business to and your employees. Yeah. But when you go into business with somebody else, now you have to take responsibility for your, a little bit more so I'd say for your your actions because it also reflects on the other person that's gone into the business with you. Yeah. Right. It's like all these big chains, these big corporations, one of them messes up. That's a reflection on all of the, the the board you know of directors the ceo like all of them even down to like the labor workers right yeah that's how it goes so in a sense i think that trying to be an entrepreneur is also in in essence the ultimate form of building yourself because it really pushes you to the limits right i mean you really have to be on top of everything and if you can't take control of your own life, you will never, ever be successful at anything that involves entrepreneurship. It, it, it'd be impossible. Yeah. I, th know? I think it's, I think it's the biggest mirror available. Yeah. Because you become an entrepreneur literally just means you leaving yourself alone, 
with your mind to deal with business issues. But trust me, if all you're doing is focusing on yourself and your business, other insecurities that you have will inevitably come up. And you have to master yourself. That's why I say entrepreneurship is, is in a way, uh, a mirror type of field. Because how good your business does, how many clients you have, how good your marketing team is, how good your product is overall and your income is 100% dependent on you, on what you put out there. And sure, there are a lot of circumstances and outside variables. A lot of businesses are suffering right now with, with COVID and there are things that can hamper a business. But ultimately, if you're a good business owner, if you're an entrepreneur, your job is to work around those things. Absolutely. Your job is to, you know, just make it through this period or, you know, just brave the storm and make it to the other side. Find some other way to adjust. Maybe your your entire idea for a business is gone now because of this, because of that. Now comes the fun. Now you have to reinvent yourself in a way and therefore you also have to reinvent your company. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Just about everybody in this life makes mistakes. Some more heartbreaking than others, more impactful than others. Um, Sometimes it's a mistake that you made that only affected yourself. Sometimes it affects people around you, your loved ones, strangers. Um, And it's important for you to, to make those amends, right? Yeah. First of all, accepting that fault, accepting that mistake that you messed up. Don't be so harsh on yourself, but accept that. And then try to to make amends with that fault, right? Whether it's improving on something that caused you to make a mistake or helping whoever you uh, might have hurt or offended, right? Just making that amend and ultimately then forgiving yourself. Yeah. I think it's it's important for a lot of people to uh to think about these things because you know we talk a lot about uh different things here but at the end of the day we're we're two guys that are, are you know very understanding and compassionate you know and it's difficult when I see somebody that just like messes up so bad but they want to blame other people or they want to blame just about the whole world but themselves yeah they don't see their own fault in something and i don't know man it just because i i I know what it takes to get to certain points in your life whether it's a high or low but i also know what it takes to forgive yourself and when somebody doesn't reach that step i'm just like oh man they're just hurting you know they're hurting themselves they're just dwelling in this space but uh yeah i mean we got to be more understanding with one another we got to be compassionate, understanding, and and help each other. You know, lift e- lift each other up, right? Yeah, a lot of the times, forgiving and forgiveness is interpreted as something you're gonna do for someone. Like I'm gonna forgive them, and this is gonna be done. But people often fail to realize that a lot of the times, forgiving someone is more so for you than it is for them. Honestly. Because throughout life, I've 
I feel like forgiving, not forgiving someone is something that will weigh you down more than anything else. It's just like weight on your shoulders. It's just weight on your shoulders. And I think about it as like trying to walk through like slime. Like you're just not going to make a lot of progress. You're just being dragged down by something. And this is the most kind of infuriating part of this. You're being dragged down by something that probably doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. That's the part that bothers me. People that are mad at some guy for honking at them like a year ago. People that are mad <laughs> at, you know, some ex-best friend that slept with their partner Whoa. and this thing and that happened. Like, shitty situation. But now it's two, three, four years after and you're still worried about that? Yeah. You're still thinking about that? That's not a healthy thing to carry. That's not a healthy thing to carry on your mind. And it will, of course, have an effect on your body. I think it will lead to stress, to anxiety, yeah. to a lot of different things. At the end of the day, in order to live happy, and I don't want to seem like I have all the solutions. I know how to live happy. Yeah. But one of the ways I keep myself sound and on the ground and just know my place and what I want to do it's just not letting people affect me negatively. If there's someone that doesn't like me, if there's someone that doesn't want to be in my life, if there's someone that thinks I'm nobody in this world, they are entitled to their opinion. They can think the best or the absolute worst of me. But I will simply forgive them, move on, and just not include them in my life from that point forward. Respect. Yeah. I agree 100%. I mean, I was telling you earlier, right, about uh, a certain interaction with a certain specific person that will not be named. Uh, Voldemort. <laughs> Voldemort. He who shall not be named. Yeah. Um, it You know, it, it, it caught me off guard. And at first, I caught myself kind of like diving maybe even a bit too deep, which wasn't even deep at all, but just giving it the, the thought of day. Yeah. Like, like, who was that? Like, what do they have against me? Like, what should I do about it? And, you know, just thinking it over and over again. And then I got home and I was like, oh, I know what I'm going to do. Nothing. Nothing. We timed that well. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. And that's, then that's how it should be. You know, like, just because somebody screams something at you or, I mean, well, maybe somebody throws something at you. Maybe, you know, maybe throw something back. But <laughs> just kidding. Food fight. <laughs> but it like. Just because somebody reacts a certain way to you, like, doesn't mean that you have to react back. Yeah, they, they don't deserve a reaction at all. Like, you know, yeah. If if anything, reacting out of emotion is kind of a sign of weakness. And it empowers them. Yeah, because, I mean, it's like, yeah. oh, what you, you you couldn't contain that within yourself, like, so you just had to yell something at me, like, cool, dude. Like, good luck with that. I feel bad for you. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, ho- hope your day gets better. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and and. Yeah, friends that I've told that they they look at me like why why do that? They just did something bad to you. Like you don't understand. For them to do something bad for me to me, for them to yell at me, for them to do whatever that they are probably trying to hurt me or insult me in some way, they have to be in a not very positive place in their life. Oh, absolutely. They have to have insecurities. They have to be discontent with their life, with their job, and I understand that and. I know you understand that. And so having someone say these things to you, you have to take a step back and think, okay, what are they going through? 
Okay. So then why would I get mad about what they're saying to me when they're probably in a worse position mentally, financially, maybe physically? Yeah. Yeah. And then and this has nothing to do with that, like, typical, like, oh, you know, if you got haters, you're doing something right. Oh, my like, no, God. No, no. It's nothing about that. We stay humble here at the Intrinsic <laughs> Podcast. Exactly. We want nothing to do with haters. Yes. Right? What this is about is a transfer of energy coming from a negative place to somebody that's in a positive place. Right? Yeah. Those two energies don't combine. They do not. And I would like to believe that positive energy will always win at the end of the day. It may not always seem that way, but in the end, it always comes to that. Right? Yeah. So that shit comes your way. Brush it off. Move on. Be about your day. You exactly. Know? But you don't have to react. You don't have to submit yourself to it. You don't even have to respond. Y- right? You don't even have to label people as haters. No. Like if you're labeling someone, oh, you're a hater, like you're already worrying too much. You're already letting them get inside your head way too much. It's, it's that Yeah. Giving too much energy. The, why? I'm going to spend time to label them as a hater and think about all the reasons why they suck and why I'm better. That's just a waste of your time. And particularly if you're in entrepreneurship and if you're trying to build your own company, that is time you simply do not have. Time is an investment. Yeah. You don't invest time in something that's not going to get you something back. If it's hard to change society, and right now it currently is, and I think it will always be hard to change society because it's just such a large organization, such a large thing, right? It's the Mm. whole earth. Then instead, try changing yourself. It's a lot easier, right? As hard as it can be sometimes, it's a lot easier to change yourself than it is to change society. And you know what? If you change yourself, you're part of society. So by extension, you're changing society. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you can have a much larger impact on society if first you change yourself. This isn't to say that protesting is useless because protesting is definitely necessary. There are changes that need to be made to this country, to every country and society. But what inspires those changes? It's the people. It's the people who want more and the people who are more. Right? Bill Gates invests a lot of money into some uh, organization that helps people of color get more more jobs. He had a large impact because he's in the position to help. Yeah. You can't help if you're barely making ends meet, you can try, right? You can do protests and stuff, but and I'm you're thinking... You're the one that needs to help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm thinking advance, get, go forward, and yeah. then help yourself, and at that point, help others. Right. And then you can really change society. I can't change the direction of the wind, but I can adjust my sails to always reach my destination. Listen, there will always be circumstances that bring you down. There will always be even if there's no another year like 2020, there will always be other things, other negative influences trying to push you and trying to collapse your dreams. But at the end of the day, you have to adjust your sail. You have to reinvent yourself. You have to adapt to your present conditions in order to move forward. 